Welcome to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors, Leaders Made Here. All right. Hello, everyone. We're here on our Leaders Made Here podcast, and today we have Michael Martin with us. Michael, you want to introduce yourself? Thank you, Sylvia. It's nice to be here. Uh, I, uh, my name is Michael Martin, as you said. I am an owner of Camel and Company Realty, which is a kind of a small real estate company here in Dayton, Ohio. And my business partner is a female as well. And we've been friends for 40 years. So we have a great relationship and we have different skill sets that we bring to the table, but we work very well together. I have uh, been uh, past president of Dayton Realtors in 2016 and have been involved with the Women's Council Builders since before then. And one of the reasons I, I got involved with the Women's Council Realtors here at our local network was because as president-elect of Dayton Realtors, I wanted to embark on a theme of inclusion. So I wanted to reach out to groups that we maybe not have been involved as, as much with in the past, or maybe that I had not been involved with much. And so that was really, that really kind of started my relationship with Women's Council Realtors. And it was, it was a very positive one. And so one that I still enjoy, and I, I'm still involved with them. I'm president elect of our Dayton Network. And, and, and now, actually, the person that I reached out to originally, right before I became president of Dayton Realtors, was our current Dayton Realtors president, Sharon Geyer. So she was very encouraging and supportive and, and inviting. So it was a, a great relationship that continues to today. I love that. Um, you know, it's it's often that associations have this misconception that women's council competes with an association. And since you have been an association president and you will be a network president for women's council, can you talk to us about how they, the relationship actually complements each other from your perspective? Absolutely. Absolutely. Matter of fact, one of the things that, um, that I used to do is, is because I've been president like this is my second year, we, we retained our president because of COVID and that. Uh, so last year, one of the things that I was doing was meeting with new members for Dayton Realtors. And the, it, was a, it was kind of a, just a session where we talked, and different groups came in and talked about their specific group and how that would, might be important to new members of Dayton Realtors. And I always started out my little discussion with, I wanted them to learn basically about where Women's Council came from. Because lots of times I get asked, why Women's Council? I mean, what, what's the importance? We have so many women realtors, you know, 60% of, of NAR is, is women realtors. And so I like to tell the story of women's council builders, how it came to be and how in the fact, and people are surprised, especially younger people are really surprised to find out that women were barred from selling real estate um, in the early days of, of, of National Association of Realtors. And my, uh, my own business partner, who I've known, as I told you, for 40 years, she's been selling real estate since the early 70s like 71, something like that. And she, she told me that even her, she remembers that people used to refer to realtors as real estate man. And I, I found that so interesting in a, in a time that I'm living in that people did that. Uh, so I think that uh, knowing that and teaching that where we came from, and, and I think once you'd always have to strive and always have to work toward keeping and supporting women at the forefront of real estate and making sure that what we do in the Women's Council Builders build, I mean, I love the building leaders hashtag because I think that's so important. And it's building leaders, not only in our businesses, but in our communities. 
And when people in our community see women realtors out there working in the community, supporting communities, helping to develop our communities and, and working in underserved communities, I think that's so important for our communities in general that they see how realtors really are important. And in this case, how important women realtors are. Absolutely. I, I love that and couldn't have said it better myself. So you started your journey with Women's Council as you were on another leadership journey. And definitely there was something that, that kept you intrigued, but not only kept you intrigued, it made you jump in with both feet. It mm -hmm. Can you talk to us about that? Like, what was it that made you want to serve at a greater capacity within Women's Council? Sure, absolutely. When I first got involved, Sharon Geyer asked me if I would help plan her installation as president of the Ohio Network of Realtors. And we have an entertainment area that is in the historic district. And I was president of that. And she she knew that. She knew that I worked in the community a lot. And so I jumped on that chance because I love doing that. And I love supporting our community. So I worked with Sharon. We did a cool little event for her. And she appreciated that. And that year, because of the work I had done with her, they awarded me the uh, Realtor of the Year for the Dayton Network. And I was so appreciative of that because the membership of the Dayton Network was so supportive of me. And so because I love the inclusion thing, they included me. And I, it wasn't like I was any different than they were. You know, so when I came to meetings, it wasn't like everybody looked at me because I was a male sitting in the room. They were very welcoming and nobody, I can say nobody treated me any differently. And, and it's, it's that way today. I have always been included and asked to do things with the, with the Women's Council of Realtors. And I, I love volunteering and supporting the group and as well other, you know, other real estate organizations and our community. So I jumped on the chance to do that. And I have, you know, a lot of leadership skills from working with other organizations. And prior to selling real estate, I was a director for a software company for a number of years. So I had leadership and managerial skills, and I, I love to be able to use those. And I, I think the thing from that that I most love is developing people. And that, that's such a nice fit in the Building Leaders Program. So this year, for example, I worked with Ann Goss, which you probably know, who is working with our events this year. And we, we sat down and worked out a schedule of events that we thought would be interesting. And I suggested to her that because that hashtag building leaders really attracted me, I think that we really needed to focus on that and have a, an education series based on that building leaders hashtag that we can, that we can do. So she agreed and we put together a program that's, that's working really well. Matter of fact, Brenda Lee, is going to be a part of that program and she's going to be here in March and we love her. And, you know, just speaking of inclusion with Brenda Lee, I took one of the PMN classes with her and I did get my PMN and she, she was so wonderful. You know, she's great anyway. She's just, she's a lovely personality and she's just so great. But in the class, I was the only male in the class when she presented it in Dayton. And, you know, she, she didn't go overboard with it to make me feel weird <laughs> because I was the only male but, you know, she reached out to me. She called me by name and she included me in that training class, which was so nice, you know, and so I've, I've never forgotten that. And it's just one more of those things that because they supported me, I will support them and help them. So I think it's a great relationship. Well, you bring up that you are a male member and a predominant women's organization. 10% um, uh -huh. of our membership is male. And I always like to ask the question, why? Why Women's Council for you? Um, I'm sure you get asked it a lot. 
Um, and I have my own opinion of what I, why I think a man would join, but why, why, why do you do what you do? Okay. Uh, that is a great question. And I think all my life I've been involved with strong women and my own current, um, business partner is a very strong woman. And she, she sometimes asks me that, Mike, why, why, why you, why are you involved with the women's council? And why, why do you want to be a leader in the women's council? So it's the same answer for her. I think that a male perspective of this organization is much different. And sometimes it's just that thing that I mentioned earlier, where I think you always have to continue to grow an organization based on its foundation and why it was put together to begin with is to build leaders, build women leaders, strong women leaders in our organization and in our community. And so I think because I'm interested in both of those and I have leadership skills that I love to do, I think that it's such a good match. And and even in our meetings, sometimes I look and I hear, I listen a lot to what people in the meetings are saying. And, and then I, of course, know what has gone on in the past. And I think my vision for organization is to make it stronger, to build those leadership skills, to build our interface with our community. And I want people to, in our community to know outside the real estate profession, I want them to know what Women's Council of Realtors Dayton does and how we contribute to our community. So I, I think that I'll be more focused on women I think that sometimes maybe women can be focused on women because the organization is so different. And I've talked about how different Women's Council is from organizations like Dayton Realtors or National Association of Realtors or Ohio Realtors. It's just a different feeling. You know, when you walk into a room with a Women's Council event, there are people hugging each other, talking to each other. And there is something in being involved in Women's Council that is such a good feeling that is different from the other associations. Not that, not that there's anything bad with the other associations, but there seems to be a stronger relationship between people and a hands-on and supportive relationship. I know that one of the one of the events we did last year was women coming forward and standing up in front of a room full of people and talking about some of the struggles they've been through health-wise. And it's such a personal thing. And you could tell every single person in that room was reaching out toward them. And so I think that's just such a cool thing. Such a cool thing. Absolutely. Definitely. We hear that all the time that, you know, women's council is something different, but it's hard to articulate what that is. It's, mm-hmm. it's this feeling. It's not a tangible object or something like that. It's a feeling. you right. And, and it is the relationships that we build through women's council. Unfortunately with COVID, we have to kind of hold back on those hugs, but I can't wait till the day until we can yeah. be hugging everybody again, because that is the women's council. Think, day. Um, yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the things I've noticed most about COVID. I didn't realize how much of a hugger I was until COVID. Absolutely. So yeah, I agree with you. So you want to talk real estate? Um, what is something, if you were talking to a brand new realtor, you've been in this business uh-huh. for a while, what is something that you would tell them? How would you encourage them on their their journey in real estate or leadership or both? Well, even when I, when I was representing Women's Council at the, at the initiation for, really for new members of Dayton Realtors, one of the things I told them is we're all here, the number of different organizations here vying for your time and your, your support of our own and, and your inclusion in our own organizations. You can get overwhelmed by all of that. And it's especially as a new realtor, when you're learning your business and trying to build your client base and trying to, to learn you know, our code of ethics and those things that are so important to us that make us realtors, try not to overdo it, but find something that you think that you would really love 
and, you know, learn about that piece, you know, call me, call some other member, grab coffee with us, talk about what women's council is for and why we like it and what we've done in, in the organization and how you might just maybe just want to be a member and just enjoy the membership. Maybe you want to network with people within the organization and maybe you want to take that pathway of leadership, not only to improve the women's council, but also to improve your own life skills and how to work in, and to let us teach you how to be involved in our community and other organizations that will help you build your business and make you a better person. You know, but I always encourage them, you know, look at the committees that like Dayton Realtors has to offer. Try not to sign up for four or five committees. Please don't do that because you will be overwhelmed because they need you on those committees to participate and for your idea sharing and for work. So pick something that you think that you would really like that, that means something to you that you really will get involved in. And please think of Women's Council and some of these things that we do. Um, some are fun and some are really important to what we do with our professions and how you develop as a, as a person and a realtor. So choose something that's important, but don't overchoose because you will get overwhelmed. Absolutely. That, that is great advice. So what's your favorite piece of technology, real estate, otherwise? I come from a technology background, so that's a tough question because I still love technology. But one of the reasons I got out of it was because it's such a, it's such a, and can be such an isolating profession. Because I started out as a programmer, systems analyst, and worked my way up into project management, of course, to a director. And the higher I got, the less, the higher I got in management structure, the less interested I was in technology, which is kind of interesting. But I learned that I really liked developing people. So that management aspect really appealed to me. But ultimately, I got to the point where I just didn't want to work anymore because it was too confining. I was in an office. I just One day, I was just thinking, I can't sit in this office one more day. Matter of fact, kind of going back to my business partner, we've known each other for so long, uh, I left that job. And I said to her, you know, I was thinking that I'm single and I could live anywhere in the world I wanted to, really, ultimately. And I said, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about looking at maybe an island or someplace cool to move to. She goes, oh my gosh, Mike, that's, that's, such, a, that's such a change. And, you know, she obviously she didn't want me to leave, I guess. And so she said, you know, you love houses and we, we had rehabbed houses together. And she goes, you know, you understand houses, you watch me work. She goes, why don't you try real estate for a while? And if you like it, great, we can work together. If you don't, I promise I will help you find an island to go to. And so I did. We started working together. I got my license. We started working together and we continued to rehab houses. And so it was just a fit. Anyway, you had asked about technology. The technology I like is where you can still be like a one-on-one with people, like what we're doing right now. Even though we can't be together in the same room, I can see your smiling face. And, you know, to me, that is, it's kind of still that the technology that you can still reach out and touch someone with and have some kind of a communication with them. Email is so, although it's very valuable, it doesn't have that aspect in. And you, can, you have to be very careful email how you say something because it could come across very differently to somebody who is the respondent receiving that and reading that email. So for me, I always read my emails a couple of times before I send them. And if it's one that I think it might cause some issues, I, I, I wait a while and go back to it and read it again before I send it. I guess the technology I like is technology that we're coming out with now in the last few years and in the future where we can use our platforms to be physically connected to each other and personally connected to each other. I agree. And I think Zoom has captured all of us these days, in the past year, at least, um, being able to connect with people. 
One of the things you've mentioned a couple of times is that you love to develop people. So I have a kind of two-part question on that. If someone is out there listening to this podcast and they're thinking, you know what, maybe it's time I get a mentor. I need someone to help me, help me develop a path. What would you say to them? How do they do that? What's your best advice for them to find someone when they might be out there feeling like a fish out of water? I think that's a great question. And that's one I think when I was president that Mildred, we talked about. And I think that companies uh, need to have inside their companies and their brokerages need to have a, a specific mentorship program. And I think that it, it, it kind of, for me, it would be pairing people up that have similar mindsets uh, that can work well together. And there's, you know, there's all kinds of the, the Myers-Briggs and all those kind of things, which could help you identify how, what people might work well together, but also people that kind of are different from each other, but you understand what that difference is, you know, so that you can continue to work together. Because sometimes those differences make great relationships. Even for me, you know, at my age and, and the length of time I've been in business, I, I just hired early in the year, I just hired a business coach. And so, you know, everybody can learn and things that you think you were doing and maybe you're not doing to the degree you should be doing, you know, a mentor can help with that. Lots of times I see it where people really are mentoring with other folks, but they don't realize it, but they're asking questions about how you do this and what your company does. And they're learning it from each other already in a very involuntary kind of a relaxed environment where they're mentoring with each other. But I think mentorship programs are extremely important. And I'd like to see us do more with formalizing a mentorship program in our, in our organization. And um, second part of that question, how do you personally, since developing people is one of your skill sets and and one of your passions, how do you personally, if you say you're at an event and you meet someone and I mean, do you just like target them? You see something in them. How do you go on and, and try and take on that mentorship role to someone that might not even know that you could actually mentor them? Yeah. Another great question, Sylvia. I like to watch. I love watching people. When I was a kid, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And so lots of times we did the weird thing. I lived in a smaller town. I lived in Charleston, West Virginia. And we would go downtown and sit in our car. We'd park on the street and watch people. That's kind of what we did sometimes on a Saturday night, you know, because it didn't cost anything, right? So I think I've always learned that. And I love watching people and their reactions to each other. And, you know, I kind of look, I look out for people who are, you can kind of see their enthusiasm when they're talking with other people and that attracts me to them. And then sometimes you see a person kind of standing alone and not mixing in the organization. And I think that attracts me for the other reason is that, you know, that's a good time to reach out to them and talk to them and see what you can learn from each other. I think in those interactions of different kinds that you can see in people at these network events that we do, that's, a, that's really a strong thing of what we do in Women's Council is look for these relationships and build on the relationships, not just for ourselves, but with each other in this networking environment. I love it. Well, I know we don't have all day to talk because we could talk all day. Is there anything before we leave that you want to leave us with? Any thoughts on real estate, leadership, women's council, anything? Yeah, I would just encourage folks to get involved, to take a strong look at their local networks, look at their state networks, because it's so easy now with Zoom. You know, you can attend the meeting, all these meetings if you want to, and national. And the feeling is the same. That's the common thread of women's council with all these different levels at local, state, and national is that same feeling of friendship and inclusion and caring about each other that's so important that makes you happy 
to be a part of these organizations. They also can help build your life skills and your business skills. That is awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Michael. Thank you for being a member and a leader in the organization. And we appreciate everything you do because leaders are made here and you are helping us make other leaders. Thank you so much, Sylvia. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors. Leaders made here. 